There's this girl. Her name is Lonnie. And she gave me this tape and said, you have got to listen to this. Yo, Nathan. Hey. Hey, Paul. What do you think of lesbians? Um, pretty great. Uh, I don't know. They're people. Is that a what? way to jump right in? No. <laughs> I don't know. Gone home. Gone home. <laughs> the Fulbright Company. Uh, Gone home is a video game about... Um, lesbians. Well, okay. well, lesbians. They're coming home. Yeah, they're coming home, and there you go. That's why everyone thinks it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for joining us on the Pixel Response Podcast. This is the spoiler edition. They're out of the closet and gone home. Yeah, they've no. They, well, they left home. They ran away. Yeah. Well, like uh, Sam did. She was like, "No, I'm out. I'm getting out of here." And she was the least interesting character. Well, okay. Um, hey, welcome to our discussion of Gone Home. We've already told you probably that we're going to spoil all sorts of stuff. Um, so hopefully you already knew that before you said, oh, what's this in my RSS feed? Blah, 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 listening. Oh, no. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Spoilers. Welcome to Gone Home discussion. Part one of an ongoing series. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. An ongoing series of spoiling stuff, maybe. Sure. Maybe. But anyway. um, Okay, yes. Um, Sam is your little sister. You play Caitlin. Um, you come home uh, late at night. And, uh-oh, there's a note on the door that says your sister ran away, and what? Why? Why did she do that? And over the course of digging around in the house, you find out that um, she has a girlfriend named Lonnie, who your parents don't really approve of. Well, they don't approve of the idea of you being a lesbian, or her being that, a lesbian. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. clear, right? Like, I was just reading a thread that was kind of like, what? What do you mean? There's no homophobia in there. It's like, No, there totally is. 100%. There totally is. There's, like, books that their parents are obviously trying to kind of not guide, like, you know, religion her away or kind of help and her out. And there's a whole um, note or whatever where she says that her dad said it's just a phase and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah, yeah, like getting bullied at school, like uh, all sorts of stuff that kind of points to that. So I thought that was really, really clear. But um, Yeah, it is. Yes, some folk Like, that's kind of the weird thing with this game, though, is because you could miss that. You know, it's like, you, oh, you never read that note. So then your story doesn't have that. I guess, yeah. But hmm. that's your own damn fault, because it's in the house. You're just not very observant. So take that, person. I believe I, that note's like on a table, too, in the dining room. Like, very yeah, evident. What the, what the hell, dude? What are you yeah. doing? And anyway, um, did you play with mouse and keyboard or controller? Controller. Okay. Did it seem like it was like a right arm simulator? Like, did you kind of have to position yourself in a weird way to where you could then grab the thing, or were you able to point right at it? Uh, Aaron played it mostly. Okay. But, uh, yeah, we had that problem where she would uh, jiggle around a lot and then use the other stick to find it. Yeah, like, I found that kind of weird, but my like my kind of rationale was, oh, okay, this is kind of challenging that first-person notion of, like, you picking up stuff magically with your eyes. It's trying to kind of keep into consideration where your arm is. Sure. I can get behind that. But then when I watched um, it being played with the mouse and keyboard, it is, no, you just click on it with the cursor. So I was like, oh. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. So their control scheme on controllers is maybe a little funky. Then, I, 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 like, again, but because you can only play this game once, I feel like I kind of voluntarily had a less interest, like, less more frustrating experience because I opted for a controller. If so, by more frustrating, you mean better, because controller, right? Am I right? I do like controllers more. So, I, I don't actually know. don't, but okay. in this instance, I actually did. Pointing yeah, at stuff and clicking is weird for this type yeah. of game. I don't know. I, 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 I still enjoyed it, but then knowing there was another option that was less weird was kind of strange to me. But anyway. Less annoying, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's like, I guess let's get down to the story stuff. Um... Yeah, like, I mean, you you discover a lot about your family, um, your mom, father, and sister, primarily. And the story of the game seems to really make the sister the centerpiece. 
like she is the she is the primary thing that happened apparently like uh sure. like there's audio for her by default anyway um like you you'll observe a certain thing or pick up a certain note or something and it'll trigger a kind of a a narrated I'm, I want to say flashback, but it's not. It's more just like a dictation as to what happened, like a journal yeah. entry, it's basically yeah. a journal entry that you're you are reading in your sister's voice, where she kind of explains what's happening, or like has a little anecdote, and then uh, some like there's music and such. By the way, the voice actor for her, very mm. good. Yeah, like I, I'm not, yeah, the good voice acting in the game for what like for what little voice acting there is. Not for Caitlin though. She's barely in it. But, I know, but like her one line is just so shitty. I don't know the. It's like, hey, mom, you don't have to get me. No, seriously. Bye. I thought that was actually pretty accurate to way things might be, but I don't know because I've I've taken late flights before. Yeah, but, um, I have too. I like it's like I don't know. I didn't find the line read especially irritating, but uh, the um, conceit was solid anyway. Like I do like the premise of the game quite a bit. Like. They found an interesting way, like a, or rummaging. A, well, rummaging, but rummaging also just the game. a kind of unique setup for like an empty house that isn't the normal ways. There's an empty house in that the post apocalypse has happened. Well, you find it's dead. totally reasonable why there's an empty house. Yeah, it's like oh, given these circumstances, like someone is not yet back from vacation and you got home at a weird time. Ergo, empty house. Mm-hmm. That could happen. So I kind of like that. Like that is. Just I kind of like it too because in the kitchen specifically, it shows that uh, the mom and dad went for couples counseling. By the way, like we just won't bother like keeping that or whatever. We'll get into it a bit more later, I guess. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like they're gone for a week, and they were gone for a week. But on that calendar as well in the kitchen, it says that like Caitlin comes back whenever or whatever. But like they didn't know because it was kind of. Uh, last minute you flying home it's a last minute like i ran out of money i gotta get home so they didn't know that's why it's kind of like weird that they weren't there because they didn't know when you were coming home yeah yeah so they just left into their thing thinking that it would be okay a well-considered setup for why the game is the way it is like why there's no one around and stuff and I, i guess briefly on that point too like um I like how the game internally explains every dramatic flourish it has. Specifically, there's when you first open the door, the lights flicker really weird, and it's kind of like "Welcome to the house." Yeah, but then there's a bill from the electrician that's That's, just like, "Yeah, but lighting's fucked." Yeah, it's like the cords are like doubled up, and it's like a seventy-year-old house or whatever. So like, you could fix it, but it would require basically building you the house again. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there's a little kind of rationale for that thing that happened. Yep. For everything in that game. Yeah, so I I really like that they kind of took the time to think about that. And then, like, that some of the music in the game, like, listening to tapes and stuff, is all kind of, like, in-world. Like, you press play, and it's, like, diegetic sound. I didn't like any of the music, though, but yes, I agree with you. I guess, yeah, like, that seems to be a thing a lot of people say, is, like, man, this kind of girl power band stuff i don't really like it but it it fit the character especially actually if you think of the timeline or whatever grunge was really big and she was into grunge so it fit that sound yeah and where they are like in the pacific northwest or whatever like near seattle or portland they're in portland yeah right so they're in that region so it all makes sense like all that stuff kind of fits it's just do you like this kind of music or not no no i don't either I don't really either, but I listen to the tapes anyway, just because it's like, well, this is a window into what my sister's into. Like, I don't know. I just kind of got into character a bit. I kind of wish that when you flip the tapes, though, it would be like her, like, doing a weird diary or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I guess I will say, like, um, while I was really impressed with some of the modifiers the game has, like, um, you know, being able to just unlock everything right away yeah. or kind of not have highlights for you like like clues really like it's just like no clue as to how to interact with the thing you just kind of press around and poke things yeah um they don't really have a a means of doing that where the same content from the the dictations come into play yeah so like i okay I, i guess we're just talking about the game candidly so whatever at the end of the game before the credits roll you find her diary yep 
Um, so I was like, oh man, this is great. Because I, I bet there's a way to play this game where you turn off all that stuff, and then the story literally is only told by stuff you find in the environment. So then at the end of the game, you find the journal, and then you can read the whole journal, and then all that content that you heard dramatically read to you, you get at the end, and it's like the final piece of the puzzle. That would be so cool. Yeah, it was like throughout the game in her room and stuff, you find like crumpled up the report that like... <clears throat> This person named Lonnie is being suspended from school or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're thinking like, who's Lonnie or whatever, and then you find like a ticket for Earth, Wind, and Fire in the vent, mm-hmm. and just like all this little stuff. And like at the end, if it all tied it together, that would have been cool. Well, like, but so I assumed it did that because they have sure. written dialogue for Sam to give to you over the course of the game is the way they want it. But I was like, oh man, it would be so much better if they kind of just left that as this little thing at the end. And then, no, you can't actually read that journal. And that bum. I know, that's so dumb. But, like, oh well. Whenever you touch the journal, it just triggers the credits. Like, it's essentially for Caitlin's eyes only. And that's really weird because you are Caitlin. So, I don't know. I found that kind of a strange, like, the one instance where there's actually a conflict between player and the character. What do you think about the note where she was talking about having sex with Lonnie and then Caitlin's like, nope, not reading that. Yeah, like that's an that's an instance where the character kind of makes a decision that the player may or may not. I clicked on that like a hundred times. I know. Me too. It's just like, (laughs) no, whatever. I want to read it. I'm just getting to the good stuff. You cut me off. But Caitlin doesn't want to read it. You're just like, yeah, but whatever. Because I'm Caitlin. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I should make this decision for you. So, I mean, I ran through the game a couple of other times after and picked up that note every time. So then it's like, oh, I'm going to look a little further down and see what's going on. It's like, oh, okay. It's not, it's not that crazy, but whatever. But yes, they, they had sex. Ooh, saucy. So saucy. saucy. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. The, the, there were some details I missed the first time around. Like I didn't open the safe. Oh, really? You, so you didn't find out he was like a drug addict? Well, well I... I Opened it after, like I, I was like, "Oh crap, I forgot about the safe." And then I went back and went to the basement and found the, the, uh, the combination or whatever. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Like I, I guess I found the story of the father kind of dealing with publishers and creative uh, problems and all that stuff the most interesting for me. Sure, and the wife cheating with her coworker. Yeah, like I mean, I, I didn't. I really, it was the father's story that I found the most interesting. But yes, mm-hmm. the. the there's like side peripheral stories to the main story. And I guess maybe maybe it's partially because those are a hundred percent given to you via just discovering it that made that more interesting to me. Because it's like every detail that you find about the dad's whole role in all this is just stuff you see. A hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. Whereas like all the kind of extra narrative stuff with Sam reading to you or whatever, like it's kind of okay, but it's also kind of that's audio diaries like that's stuff i've seen before in games yeah you know? no no but it's like, great because then it's just like oh he's a failed writer sort of thing his like he was good but his book isn't published anymore and he's being rejected for his yeah other books so obviously he is viewed as a failure so the wife is cheating with another guy now and they need couples counseling like this is all stuff that you infer from just finding environment stuff yeah it kind of forms in your imagination like what's happening really organically whereas the sam story maybe is a little forced like maybe it's a little like For how it, kind of uninteresting it is because i mean let's be completely honest here we both knew that she was like into the lonnie by like the third note right well yeah yeah but it's more just like like th- for me the tension and it, it seems inten- obviously intentional is like oh shit did she commit suicide or did she run away? Sure. And, or, you know, and then, like... Yeah, the, but see, she did run away. And yeah. you assume that almost right away. Mm-hmm. Well, like, for me, it was kind of like, did Lonnie commit suicide, and that's where she went, or something? Like, there, there was, like, a darker tension in the air, because you don't know what happened. Like, I mean, I felt like they consciously played with that, too. Like, did you walk into the bathroom and see the red on the tub and go, wait, what? Then there's the hair dye bottle right next to it. Yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. There's like those kind of moments where they organically kind of make you think a thing and then you kind of go, oh, oh man, okay. 
like th- those are some of my favorite bits because it's just it's like you are the scene in the movie like you're the character who walks in and sees the thing and goes <gasps> and then you realize the thing and then it's like oh okay like it's all playing at your pace kind of and it's because the environment's playing around with you well and i'll I, tell I, you like, how it happened with us okay okay there was a note or something that i can't remember what it was it might have been a note or like one of these journal readings where she's like Lonnie's shipping out this day. I was like, she's running away with Lonnie. I knew the ending halfway through the game. Yeah. So it's just like, okay. Like, I was hoping, I was hoping that someone killed them. <laughs> that sounds so bad. But I'm like, I I, no, I was like, I really want there to be something a little more dramatic than just yeah. kind of like teenagers making bad decisions. Mm-hmm. But no, it wasn't. <laughs> so I yeah. was a little disappointed in that. I was hoping for a little more with that i was hoping maybe they would have like gone in a weirder direction with like the uncle or whatever the crazy uncle like them trying to channel him and then like sacrificing themselves or something like not nothing like a ghost in the house right but like hoping that like they were kind of just crazy (laughs) and they did something terrible Mm. i don't know i was hoping for a little bit more maybe that I guess just something you, I guessed halfway through haphazardly. I guess what was your kind of read on the uncle's character? Like, what was the story you pieced together? In uh, your- with the uncle specifically, he was a pharmacy baron or whatever for that town or county. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, he got addicted to like morphine or something. Like he, I don't know if he had like health issues or something, but he started doing too many drugs, and that's why people thought he was crazy. Mm, okay that's why he got like the they call it like the crazy house or something i can't remember the psycho house yeah psycho house with the crazy uncle yeah yeah (laughs) i think it's just because he was going to senile and like was probably around like around the time he would have been doing stuff would have been unsafe times for dealing with chemicals Mm. so even just being exposed to like ether or um like morphine all day and shit like that when you're helping other people probably get a little bit crazy so that happened uh he wasn't ever tight with the family because he was an old miser okay sort of thing and then basically on his deathbed he was regretting everything because there's a note that he wrote to like his sister or something saying i'll understand if you don't like come visit me or whatever Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of like an apologetic, like, I fucked up with my life sort of note. So he was kind of like the lonely old man that did too many drugs. <laughs> okay. I guess I kind of read him a bit differently, but like I feel like that story is maybe also an interesting example because it's like maybe more understated than some of the more fleshed out stories. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, I mean, early in the game, well, at least early in my wandering through it, um, you know, you you find out that there's a secret panel, right? And it's like, oh, there's a secret panel in the in the, in the op- library, in the library. So it's like, oh, there's yeah. a bunch of Oscar stuff in there, according to Sam, right? Yep. And then I open it, and there's just a note from Sam's band or something. Yeah. You know. So I'm like, oh, the cool stuff's gone. So Sam knows something I don't about Oscar. I like was, that though. That was yeah. Cool. But that kind of left it open enough for me to where I was like. Okay, wait. Well, like, what's the deal with Oscar? You know, like, why why is Sam and Lonnie so interested in Oscar? And then like that note where it's like him explaining how he's kind of never been on good terms with the family and how he's lived yeah. alone his whole life and stuff. Yeah, I kind of was reading it as like maybe he was gay, you know, like sure. before before it was cool. So he's like alone, like his whole life and kind of not able to express himself properly to the family or anything because he's not supposed to. And that, because of that, he his story really resonates with Sam and Lonnie, so they take some of that stuff with them. Well, and I think his story, no matter what, if he was gay or not, would have resonated for him being an outsider, right? Like, he's an outcast either way, right? Sure. So maybe yeah. he's not an outcast for the same reasons, but his his example is part of this like weird family member, like, yeah, I guess it makes a lot of sense to the, the new weird one in the family. Sure. Whatever, right? Yeah, the black swan or whatever. So okay, I guess either way that kind of falls into the same line or whatever. And there's not much evidence for any like either way. It's just kind of vague. But I kind of like that too. Like yeah. you know, there's more room for your imagination to fill it in. 
as opposed to like, all right, we're really going to explain pretty much everything that they're about. Like they, this, this band, this music, this happened here and whatever. So yeah, I guess in that way I did find kind of the way the side stories developed more compelling for me personally than the core narrative, which is, I don't know, like, I guess part of my thing is, like, I'm not sure if a lot of the critical acclaim this game is getting is, like, praise for the way the story is told or praise for the actual story that is told, you know? Like, do people think this is a great story or do people think this is a great way of telling stories and this this story's okay, you know? Sure. Because, like, it's an interesting story to kind of take on, take on, like, just a regular domestic story as opposed to, like, post-apocalypse or like violence or whatever like it's just like pretty mundane subject matter in a way but like still rendered with a lot of detail and thought and whatever so that's what makes it interesting but because i don't know like i'm I'm wondering because everyone's kind of worried about spoiling the game for everybody i don't yet have a sense as to whether like which parts of the story are actually making people feel interested like do people like sam's story do people like the dad's story like terry terrence you know, like what what it, what are the actual thoughts on the narrative content of the game? Because like, sure. yeah, like all all the little stuff with the dad, like finding his hidden porn, you know, yeah, like finding uh kind of the rejection letter, and then also the like I, the way it worked out for me is like I found kind of just this business card with no explanation, yeah, up in his room, yeah, and up in their like, room. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And then later in the game, you find out what that is, and you're like, oh, it's a new publisher. Oh, that's so great. That was my one like fist pump moment where I felt really good for a thing that happened to him. And then character. you read the note where they like accepted him, and you're like, sweet. Yeah, I felt really happy because I was worried there for a while. I was like, man, this guy's so down. You know, like every and then all the little details of his story kind of just fill in. Like it's like he has this magazine in the bathroom where it's like Stephen King, greatest success ever, and all this stuff. And it's just like tips for writers and stuff. It's just like, man, this guy must just be beating himself up all the time. Yeah, you know, he's just not. He just didn't make it, and then he he sort of got there anyway. Like he's on a he's finished a manuscript, like all this stuff. I just felt really happy for this character I never even saw. You know, did you see the stuff in the basement where there's like, like his dad bo- boxes of books, and his dad wrote him that yeah. letter saying like it's pretty good, but you can do better. Yeah, like this is kind of lame genre fiction, but you know at least you got it published. Like just kind of, and then like that ruined painting or that's so good. Like, there's just this hole in the portrait and stuff, and you're just like, did he punch that? Like, yeah, just, like, the little shit like that is yeah. so good. Yeah, like, I really... Yeah, that story was my favorite story in Because Ghana. Sam's stuff wasn't compelling to me at all. Well, I was... It, it I, maybe be, it's just, like, I was never a rebel as a teenager, so that might be a thing for me. But for anyway, me, it sorry, was just being force-fed it. Like, like, the way it's, like, hey... No, like, knowing how her dad, like, Terrence or whatever is the, like his relationship with his father just from like that one little room that's yeah. way more compelling mm-hmm. than like being force fed like i was an outsider now i'm in love and we're running away haha <laughs> yeah like i don't know i found the other stuff better right and i, I think maybe it's just because it's a, like a little defter touch on that stuff like it's it's less kind of conventionally and maybe because i'm not an angsty teen so like the idea that she ran away from home because she has this idea that she like loves this person even though it was like really only the first girl that was nice to her yeah like this like teenage girlfriend like that is maybe not gonna pan out like that was basically the spirit of this thread i was just reading about the game that's kind of like being like wait a minute this game seems to kind of champion this bad decision it does, for sure. Yeah. And I felt it did too, like because like it just the way the music swells up and the credits and everything kind of come on that moment and like the tone of all those readings and stuff really makes you it it feels like this is what the game wants me to care about the most. And it's just like, well, okay, but I don't. So, okay. Like sorry, I guess, but You know how that would go in real life? How? Okay, so you come home, right? Yeah. It's all dark and like there's a light there's lights on, not very many, but like the main light. Mm-hmm. So you come up to your door and there's a note on the door. And the door isn't locked. Or actually, you know what? It is, but you have a key. Because yeah. it's your house, so whatever. Yeah. So the door's locked, you have a key, so you pull it open, then you notice this note on the door. And instead of some cryptic bullshit, it says, Hey Nathan, 
I ran away from home because mom and dad are pissing me off. Love your sister's name here. Yeah. That's all that would happen. Mm-hmm. They're just like, like, oh, okay. I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, I'll deal with this in the morning. Yeah, I just had a sheaf like, oh. <laughs> I, I sure hope I don't have to traverse this house for two and a half hours finding random notes everywhere. I know. I Yeah, I mean... I guess part of it is that it kind of feeds curiosity in a way that's very, like, true to gameplay stuff. You know, like, I'm the type of guy in, like, a Skyrim or, like, a any kind of those Bethesda open world games or, like, a Dead Island or whatever. Like, I will just, like, look in everything. Like, look at everything. Like, p- open every box, open everything. That ill bleed might be for you, then. What? Ill bleed is that kind of scavenging game? Well, because to save yourself from the traps that scare you, you have to look at everything. Right, right. But I mean, I feel like this game's kind of core gameplay is kind of like noticing that trend and being like, okay, let's feed on that curiosity. Sure. Let's feed that and kind of get these people to explore things because they want to. Like, obviously, like they don't mind exploring. So let's give them things to find, you know, and the more you give them stuff to find, the more they'll want to find it, you know. So that's great. That's genius. But then I guess kind of where it kind of gets weird is like, yeah, like it doesn't give you any other options as like, a, you know, in this very realistic scenario. So it's like, well, what if you just wanted to go to sleep? Like you're just kind of tired of looking through stuff and you just want to go to sleep. You can't go to sleep. Like what if you want to go sit over here? You can't, you know, like it's it, it really still constraining you to like one course of action. And I don't know, like you don't know enough about Caitlin to know if she is the kind of person who would obsessively look through all this stuff. But I guess she is because that's what there is to do. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's a little weird. Like, do um, you know how much it would piss me off if I came home after a long flight and I just want to go to bed. But the like hallway to my room was locked and mm-hmm. I had to go search for the key in a series of other rooms that were locked. Oh, man. Or it's like, man, I just got home. Like, I'm real hungry. I'm going to go grab a drink and the fucking kitchen's locked what the hell is that just bust the fucking door down grab some of that leftover pizza then go to bed yeah all these empty pizza boxes they're just taunting you man sucks and all the vcrs were gone i know she stole all that shit what a bitch kinda how am i gonna watch the godfather part two i got on this double vhs tape here yeah no screw that man i want to watch ghostbusters or 2001 aren't they on the same tape I don't know. I mean, There's some great pairings of movies. But yeah. yeah, I mean, that stuff actually I really like too. Like That was a nice detail because we totally recorded stuff off TV all the time. So I have all sorts of weird videotape mashups. Well, especially since he was a copywriter for these different technology things, right? So yeah. like they would send him the thing and mm-hmm. he would just use it to like bootleg a bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, again, like a nice character details that kind of feed into the stuff you find in the environment. It, I don't know. It works really well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's still weird constraints on the path you are supposed to follow that seem gamey. Like, I mean, sure. just just enough to where you notice it. And if you're versed enough in game stuff, you might get annoyed. But, like, I mean, it's still, like, it seems so nitpicky to me because, like, it's still going so much further than a lot of games in terms of, like, interactivity all the time, you know? Like, no cutscene ever. Just play. Just play around. Right, but that's, like, really the only thing. Yeah. Which, I I mean, it's big, but I'm just saying, like, the story we both agree is, like, nothing to really be that proud of, except for the story that they find, you find through interactivity. Right, but like, the, there's still some. That's cool though. Like, that's still a success overall. Like, there's sure. stories out of three or four, I guess, that came about really well. For sure. Me, you know? so I'm like, man, that story about that author is really cool. Oh yeah, I guess there's also this other one. But technically, you know. there was a story of Caitlin too from her postcards. But who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you see kind of her Europe trip or whatever. You know, and like. Kind of a nice way of doing the player amnesia thing in a way that's organic, you know. Like, well, the play the the player your the character you're playing doesn't know where stuff is either because they've never lived at this house, right? You know, yeah. So like they've never been to this house, and also they've been gone for a year, so they might actually be curious about what their family's been up to. Sure. In a way that makes sense. So it's like okay, good. Again, like you you thought through why the player character is doing any of this stuff. And I like that. 
I love that her room wasn't ready yet either. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, the world is pretty detailed by most game standards, but still not as lived in as a real house. Explanation? They just moved. There's boxes everywhere. Sure. So it's like, there's obviously more stuff, but it's all in these boxes. And you're just like, okay. And then, like, the few stuff that is there, like, there's, again, explanations for them. Like, it's like, hey, what's with this weird skull? Hey, it was a gift from Lonnie. Cost three dollars. It did. That's that's a little detail you get to find yourself, and that's cool. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, and I am still struck by like how much they let you customize the experience at the outset. Like, it's not like play the game through and then you unlock all these modifiers. It's just like no, if you want to make this more crazy right away, try it. Well, because they but, knew, right? They're like people probably won't play this a second time, so. Right, right. So give you access right away. Well, but also like just kind of make bolder narrative decisions, but not default. Right. Yeah. But I still, I still feel like it's worth pointing out. Like I wish they went full hog on like the journal stuff. Yeah. Like if you could flip through that whole journal, that game would have an extraordinary game hidden in it. You know, so, like that. That's a like you could have done that narrative in the main story thread just as well as the other ones and maybe it would have clicked better with me but i won't know now because they kind of didn't do that sure oh oh well but um i don't know i i guess i'm still overall very impressed by a lot of the ambitions this game has for sure yeah that it's being well regarded and stuff hopefully makes this an avenue of stuff worth exploring more you know like this isn't the be-all end-all story but it's it's, i agree with you i'm having a tough time with the critics and stuff yeah that are saying that like this is easily like game of the year most important thing i don't agree with that what would you say this year has been well i i mean until i I, like review the whole year yeah yeah. i guess really i can't say but like i don't know i mean the interactivity thing is big i'm Mm -hmm. gonna go ahead and say for myself i would rather play a game that like, <clears throat> excuse me, I had something in my throat. Yeah, I'd rather be uh, like this game was fine for an experience, but I couldn't call it a game of the year simply because it was an experience, and I'm not going to play it again ever. Mm-hmm. So like, it was a great experience at the time, and that's fine. But like, but I guess like that's kind of one of the things we expect from software like sure. this. It's like, well, I should be able to get more out of it. Like, there should be more here. Sure. And, like, instead they put their eggs in a different basket. Like, they went in the really immaculately detailed narrative direction. So, like, we got different handwriting for this. We got a bunch of bands to record. Like, all of that stuff is insane, and that's awesome. Yeah, but it's, it, it again, it's kind of like payoffs that only click once. And I've, I agree with you, like, you know maybe you kind of want more out of that, but then at the same time, I kind of have to applaud the effort that was put into a very interesting corner of thought, you know, like a different place. In reality, they're insane. Yeah. It's, to handwrite I mean, all of that shit. They're kind of insane in the same way, like a big studio will is insane. And like, why did you spend so much time generating all these assets for like a thing that you'll see for 40 seconds, you know, but like One some game, time. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I've, I've had this kind of, head scratching moment with a few like big third person shooter type stuff like there's moments in spec ops line and like last of us where you'll go through a really detailed room but then you just walk through it and don't give a shit and then it's gone sure why did you spend any time making it like that if you're not gonna let us do anything whereas this game kind of recognizes that and it's like okay we're gonna not only do that we're gonna make it even more detailed and you get to look at it but that's all you get to do and once you've seen it you've seen it and that's kind of it and it's like well okay but there's got like hopefully is there a middle ground where I can interact with the space? There has to be, right? Different things happen. There, there has to be, and I think there is. And um, hey, Miyazmata. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not as well detailed or as polished as this game is, but it has a more dynamic kind of structure to it. Like it basically has one end goal that you need to go for. And you accomplish it however you want, basically, in the same way this does, and, like, find out what happened. But because it takes place over, like, a huge island, and you need to figure out how to navigate that island, and there's actually an antagonistic force that's on the island, 
different things will just kind of organically happen from the mechanics. And I spent 23 hours with that game and wouldn't mind playing it again. Okay. And that, that to me is kind of like, well, it found a spot where it kind of does the explorative narrative thing. Like, you know, like for it actually does some similar kind of reveals as this game does in that, like, you know, I wander, if you wander into this cabin first, you'll find out about the creature before the person who didn't do that, you know? So you'll have a, an inkling that something might be on the island. Whereas if you didn't, you know, unless you've seen the trailer or listened to this podcast, sorry, <laughs> like whatever, the reveal of the creature is talked about in interviews and stuff with the creators of the game. Like it is not a reveal, but I mean, it kind of coming upon you is always be surprised. Like, even if you know it's there, you don't know where it is. That's kind of by the nature of the game. And I mean, you could argue like that's a less interesting thing because there's an like an antagonist. There's a it's like a first person villain thing like that's been done but i mean i don't know i don't think that's worth criticizing it for because like it's still it allows like it enables that game to kind of have a dynamic element to it that makes it infinitely renewable in a way and that's like a quality i kind of look for in video games and like you know maybe that's wrong of me you know maybe i should be prioritizing narrative above all else but i think the player driven narrative is the thing that the game, like game, video games, have an opportunity to tap into, sure, where nothing else does, right? So all you're supposed to do as a developer is provide the props and provide the space for an interesting thing to happen, and then let the person have interesting things happen. You know, don't right, be like it's all improv, right? Whereas this is ob- this is not improv at all. This is extremely scripted. It is like we want the player to go on an emotional journey about discovering what their sister did and what happened with her parents and we want it to play out this way. And it seems like they kind of really, really polished it up to make it happen in a pretty specific way. And that's cool. But at the same time, you're kind of also narrowing your horizons of what you could ever accomplish. Right. Sure. Like it's, it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm not expecting it to be like a dynamic story that always tells a different emotional story. Like it's obviously impossible to make that happen, but it still seems weird. Like it's like, you know, bravo for making this work in telling this, you know, very different subject matter in a compelling way. But at the same time, like, just compared to video games in general, like, it's like, well, yeah, but your story only can c- compel a person for two hours, two and a half hours. That shit's easy, you know? Sure. Like, I've put up with worse games for longer. You put up with Dead Silence. Dead Silence? Yeah, the movie. Yeah, okay. No, I'm just saying, I mean, yeah. like, it's easy to do. No, I mean, like, the cinema has uh, kind of prepared us for two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour experiences that are maybe or maybe not compelling, Sure. right? Yep. So, I mean, like, that seems like kind of small potatoes for a video game to tackle, because it's like, well, yeah, obviously, like, occupying time is not hard right. in the space of video There's games. There's got to be something more there. Like, like maybe, yeah. Like, maybe the ideal scenario for me is, like, something that continually makes for interesting stuff. But, like, yeah. Like, I mean, mechanically driven narrative experiences. But at the same time, I guess, if you want to have the theme of an author who's having creative struggles, there's no way to dynamically do that. So, because I guess because of the subject matter that I go with, there's no way to do it other than this. And I guess that's pretty neat, you know? Like, that's an interesting thing. That's an interesting way to go about it. Like, I will now have that as a lived experience in a way. Like, I that one time I dug through, like, this, this character's study and figured out all this stuff about his history. You know, like, that is a thing I've now done, and that's really, really neat. But it's, it, I don't know. I'm not sure if the trade-off for, like, how much effort goes into making that small payoff happen is quite what what makes the most sense but maybe maybe you know if you invested the same kind of budget that a giant blockbuster game has into developing a more detailed more interesting like larger scale network of stories like this maybe that would be an absolutely amazing thing you know maybe like like hey like we rendered not only like this house but like a whole block and like you're a detective investigating this thing or something like you could tell a story like this 
in a way that could be really interesting, like just tell all sides of a story. Or there was like 30 stories, but like the game only really kind of allows you to go through one fully because it would take way too long to do all the others. And then you could just go back and follow another one all the way through. And then that would have its own revelations of just kind of like, <clears throat> oh, that's who the antagonist was in this scenario. So like instead of Sam, maybe like we could go to Lonnie's house, mm-hmm. like next sort of thing, like I, on the replay. I, mean, I don't want to kind of like spoil another recent game. I've walked in 400 days. Like that's another story driven game. And they kind of do an interesting thing where like there, there are like five distinct different stories, but they do kind of overweave in subtle, subtle ways. And then you kind of do see that weird multi-dimensional scenario build up. Like it's like, well, in this story, all you're doing is running like hell from these crazy people. But then in this other one, you actually find out who those people were and maybe they weren't so crazy. But then over here, you find out why those people were acting crazy in the first place because they got antagonized by these other guys, you know, like so, you know, you tell all the sides of the story through multiple like paths and then it kind of all comes together into this neat way. And that's cool. Like, that's a way to do it, too. So, but then again, like, but I guess then you get into this weird thing where, like, the Walking Dead games are essentially cinema. Sure. Yeah. Like, it's five short films that are woven together. And that's cool, too. Like, I love seeing a good anthology movie come together. You know, like, Trick or Treat is a movie that... VHS. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I prefer (laughs) when they... I don't mind VHS. It's kind of like shocky fun, but like trick or treat actually tries to weave its stories into a timeline. Sure. And it's super goofy, but it kind of is satisfying to be like, Oh, that person screaming in this sequence here is actually story four. cool. You know? So yeah, in the, in that way, kind of the narrative weaves together in a way that, yeah, reminded me of those kind of sensations when playing Gone Home, where you're just kind of like, oh, that's... Like a Seinfeld episode. This person felt this way. <laughs> yeah, or like the best... Yeah, like a Seinfeld episode. Or Simpsons. Or Simpsons. It all comes together. Mm-hmm. There, I can't remember what episode it was, but that one where it just shows, like, the same day from mm-hmm. the different perspectives. Yeah, three different stories of the same day. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. That was a good one. No, it was a good one. Um... I mean, obviously, by exploring and the player playing an active role in all this stuff, it, it reveals itself really, really differently. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Like, yeah, I just I, I guess I can't speak for like if any like, you know, sure, if people keep making games like this and like want to tell stories in this kind of interesting puzzle pieces way that I f- like figure out, that's cool. I don't think I personally would ever make a game like this. I think you'd have to be insane to even want to try with all the effort it takes right so i guess congratulations to the fulbright company and all involved for putting in the time and effort for, for being this. crazy i guess the thing is i guess if the story is deeply felt enough maybe it's worth all the effort for that person but like for some of the kind of scenarios that work in games typically like it's like i don't know if it's it's actually worth it like i don't think the johnson brothers felt less story about a guy on an island with a crazy tiger thing is like really personal to them. It's just a really good framework for a video game to happen. Sure. And I thought it, it works really well. And again, it's not nearly technically as technically polished, but because of its very foundational like mantra, what it's trying to do, it lasts longer and provided really interesting gameplay for me in a way that kind of maybe rivaled the best moments Gone Home has to offer. And I don't know. Like, what, Does that make it better or worse? I don't know. Like they're kind of weird games to have played back to back, but yeah, that's so definitely where my head's gone. At home, yeah, has or Fulbright has said they're not going to take Gone Home to PAX. Mm-hmm. Why would you play this game at PAX? This would be the weirdest game to demo, right? Yeah, yeah I'm wondering how they would even do that. I mean, yeah, having never successfully f- tracked it down at a trade show, I don't know how they were demoing this game because it's like. Well, everything that player sees, like, that's ruining the game. Like, if, if imagine, like, you fe- played that game for half an hour. You just destroyed, like, a quarter of the game's sensations. And then I won't want to do that half an hour again. That, yeah, like, I mean, on my subsequent runs, run-throughs with kind of, like, looking for additional stuff I might have missed, like, any note I'd already read was just like, well, I'm not going to read that. I already read it. Like, I don't need it. Who cares? 
You know, like, and there's not enough goofy stuff to do in the environment where it's like, I'm going to collect all the stuff in the house and make a big pile in the living room. Like, it's just like, nah, whatever. They would almost have to show it like a tech demo, I think. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, what they could show is you going into the house, like finding the duck and then the key. Yeah. Then going in and then opening a desk and just like showing the pencil and like a note. Right. And it's like, see, you kind of see where we're going, getting at? All right, thanks for playing. I think that's where you'd have to end it. Maybe with that phone call or whatever, where it's like, Sam, are you there or whatever? And yeah, yeah, like yeah. Her crying in the second one, that's where it ends. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah, I don't know. It, it's definitely a weird game in that respect. It's like, watching it kind of is not the thing. <clears throat> like, at least in terms of, like, watching a Let's Play or watching Britney play it was kind of not how I wanted to experience that game. Like, I wanted to be hands-on with it if I was going to experience it at all. So in that way, I guess I do recommend, if this sounds remotely interesting, like, people should have played it themselves, sure. right? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, th- like that said, I can still not guarantee, like, you're going to find a resonant story that was really interesting to you. I'm just going to say, this is potentially a thought-provoking, you know, type of storytelling in video games do you think this is a worthwhile direction for video games as a thing sure debate topic you know and then like is that's the question not so much did you feel Mm -hmm. this story came together in a way that really touched you like maybe yes maybe no the manner that doesn't matter because the stories come together in a way yeah that's all that matters like whether or not somebody's touched by it is their own personal thing right you shouldn't base a game on that right Right. I guess at the end of the day, it's like, this game successfully told a story that is not like a lot of stories. Sure. So, cool. That's cool, man. I'm glad that that's happening. Is this type of storytelling better or worse than other types of video game storytelling? That's that's kind of a debate question. I'm going to say yes. Like, I, I found this more resonant than cutscenes, for example. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. And, like... You know, I'm really getting very tired of cutscenes as a convention in video games because it's just like, this is not a video game whenever you do this. You understand that, right? Like, it's just kind of like a weird way of going about it. But, you know, then you get kind of your Walking Dead experience, which is kind of a weird hybrid where it's it's mostly cinema. You know, it's coming at it from the other direction. So it's like, do you like your cinema a little more dynamic? And the parts that you play are the worst parts. Yes, but like the cho- the dialogue choices though aren't that bad. No, not that part. The parts you like play, like move around. Right, like or it's have like to in shoot. this part, Lee has to shoot zombies, and you're That's just like, the "Well, worst. this is kind of bad." <clears throat> but this other part where Lee has to decide who to give food to—that's really compelling stuff. I think that's interesting. You know, like or like in 400 Days, it's like, do you want to talk to this person, and then this course of action will happen, or this other person? I'm deliberately being vague about 400 Days because it's pretty new. Okay. Um. But there's there's compelling dilemmas that happen there, too. They're just kind of expressed very differently. But yeah, like knowing that there's other people out there doing stuff in the first person like this, but with kind of more gameplay systems that aren't ours, that are also not combat, like has me kind of going like, all right, well, first person needs to be used differently. That much is clear to me. Like, you don't need a gun for first person to make sense. I am convinced of that sure. now. I'm really happy with that. Like, I'm actually re-downloading Mirror's Edge right now to kind of see that again, kind of like a reappraise that as like a first-person like platformer running game. Well, even like Portal, you could have made that argument with, right? Yeah, like, there's a gun, but and people found that extremely compelling. Sure, you know? like there's a gun, but there isn't, right? Because right. the gun is just your mode of basically transportation. Right, or like Anti-Chamber is a first-person game that has puzzle guns, essentially, too. I heard and about I that, found, yeah. Yeah, and I found that a really cool experience from this year, too. So, like, I think the... Or, or pretty much, like, the entire world of possibilities that Oculus Rift might tap into with some of its explo- like ex- explorational kind of stuff, like, with head tracking and whatever, like, you could, you could make that in and of itself an interesting experience without having a gun there. Because, like, at that point, fast-paced first-person action is contrary to the kind of slow nature of panning your head around and doing stuff, so maybe they'll that'll encourage developers to seek out other ways to do first-person stuff. Well, also Slender, right? Yeah, oh man, yeah. No, Slender and Miyazmata, I think, have like a lot of comparison points. It's just, Slender seems to be like a really shrunk down, like, there's a thing behind you, it's going to kill you kind of thing. Like, it, it is focusing on that nerve specifically, whereas Miyazmata has like such a grander scale. Like, you're just like, 
well, I'm in the jungle and I'm trying to accomplish this thing, but I'm vaguely nervous at all times that something bad is going to happen. And then every now and then you'll look up from what you're busy working on and then see that, oh shit, there it is. And then you have to run. Like it has similar kind of intense, scary stuff, but it's revealed in a different way. Like, you know, but yeah, no, that is a great example too. Like basically the horror stuff. No, I mean like how you were saying like developers will find a way or whatever to do something with first person that like doesn't require moving your head around all crazy and then shooting something. Yeah. yeah, The slow movement of head and like body and stuff actually adds to the horror. Yeah, no, I mean, this is a game about slowly turning around and being nervous if, if something's there. Like that is the game, but they actually made that really pretty cool. Like that, like I thought that game was really cool to the point where I've never played it alone ever. Sure. Um, well, yeah. the same thing is ha- happens in Gone Home a little bit because when you go in, you don't know really what's going on. So there might mm-hmm. be a ghost around that corner. So you take every corner as slow as you can or whatever. Right. But, like it's still an atmospheric, big, empty house that's kind of messed up. Like, you know, you're struggling around in the basement trying to find that light. Like, that's a relatable, scary little thing. Sure. Like, I, I will say, the first time I played through it, I didn't spend a lot of time in the basement, because I didn't want to be there, because I don't like basements. Okay. So, you, you know, like, I live in one, so I'm okay with it. Well, I mean, I'm living in one right now, but I mean, that type of, like, concrete, boxes everywhere, I don't know where anything is. Furnace? Like, I, old furnace yeah, with fire behind furnace. it? That's like Home Alone scariness right there, man. Yeah. Kevin did that furnace, remember? He was the original. Yeah, he's the original kid scared of friends. And he told it to shut up. And yeah. his laundry. Mm-hmm. Conquering his fears. That's, yeah, Gone Home is also about that, if you want it to be. I'm wondering if maybe the Gone Home is getting some unwarranted bias and praise, though, from feminist groups and gay and lesbian stuff. Is that happening? Well. I haven't really been... I don't really know either, but I'm just no. wondering if people are just kind of overlooking everything good that Gone Home really does. Mm-hmm. And just saying... No, it shows lesbians in a favorable light. Ten out of ten. Well, I don't. I've never. I have not seen anyone boil it down quite that much in the positive light. Actually, I have seen people kind of be like, "Wait a minute, is this game just about lesbians?" All right, forget it. I'm not going to play it. Like I've actually seen that expressed on a message board. It's just like, oh, okay. I mean, there's other stories in the house, and my favorite one isn't, you know, summed up that easily. But whatever. Like that was basically my rebuttal to that. But um. Yeah, I mean... Well, there's a you, very strong, like... There's a very feminist... Like, very strong feminist thing going on. Well, just in general, in the game industry right now, so you could maybe, like, you could cynically look at this as, like, is this main character female because that makes the most sense, or is it because... Well, they t- they even talk about the patriarchy and all that shit, like... Yeah, it's, it's like... Very, like it feels... V- that part felt almost like opportunistic we're, we're trying to like relate to a certain crowd anita sarkeesian for example <laughs> i mean i, I th- this game has been worked on for long enough to where i'm fairly sure that it's not like this is not a reactionary game to kind of cash in on all that sweet sweet feminist bucks like, like possibly but that could have been that part i'm talking about is literally just on a board mm-hmm. that could have been thrown in overnight I mean, plus that's also stuff that that'll at best get you like critical darling status. I don't think that'll sell a lot of games. Sure. You know? Yeah. Like, so this, I still think this is like a coming from place for a lot of the team. I mean, it's such a small team that kind of encourages my notion that like, well, I mean, this couldn't have been just faked emotions from that few people. You know, like it's not a corporate. I didn't get a corporate vibe from it, really. You know. Yeah. But. I guess like you could look at it as like if if people are culture like culturally aware enough about what is being talked about right now in critical game circles, like it checks a lot of boxes, right? It's kind of gross in that if you look at it that way. If you were to look at it that way, you could be like female protagonist, all right, check. Let's let's put that in the game. Okay, what's oh homophobia? Okay, well, yeah, that's a good one. Um, what else we got? Okay, uh, yeah, you, like you could look at that. But I I really don't feel that is true i just you know i don't feel it's true on the developers part i'll say I'm, yeah i'm specifically talking about i think maybe like those tones being in there mm-hmm. I, I could see people skewing maybe their opinions based on where they stand either professionally well, or personally yeah like i could see that kind of making it 
seem more important than it might be, you know? In other words, I guess Nita Sarkeesian said this is probably the greatest game of all time. Maybe you should take that with a grain of salt. Right. Did she? I don't don't know. I have no idea. I don't listen to anything that crazy bitch says. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, (laughs) I mean, she she has really been the focal point for this past year of... uh, That's why I bring her name up. I mean... I mean, there's been other stuff, too. Like, there was the Twitter hashtags that were going around of, like, speaking out about being abused. Oh, no, dude, there's been so much. But she's kind of the name behind that stuff when you think of it, right? Like, the scapegoat, if you will, at this point for, like, oh, those crazy feminists just ruining video games this year or whatever. Like, yeah, but I don't know. I've I've kept up on that series. I still totally don't mind most of the things she's saying. But, uh, you know, I don't know. That's that's neither here nor there, really, on this, because... You know, I don't, I don't know. Female protagonists, right? Like, yeah, that part's fine. Like, yeah, more, all of let, it's fine. Yeah, the '90s stuff is kind of the this is sweet spot for a lot of people right now. You Do know? you think anybody that wasn't a child of the '90s will get a lot out of some of the weird stuff in there? I mean, probably in the same way, like you know. Like, yeah, I think maybe in the same way, like, I, I related this story in the Pixel Response write-up I did of, like, digging through, like, my grandpa's stuff or, like, my uncle's stuff. I mean, specifically, and, like, in, um... Like, you get a glimpse of a different generation. In Sam's know? room, there's, like, the, like, lightning kick or whatever. Kick, 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 kick. Just, right. Just, like, on a note. Mm-hmm. Like, will you get... Well, I mean, she mentioned, she name-dropped Street Fighter so many times that I think you could probably piece that together. Right. Sure, no, but I mean, like, and Super Nintendo. I mean, drop. obviously, like, just postmodernism, relativity, whatever, like, that won't relate to that person the same way as it does to us, right? They're just like, oh, man, I had a Super Nintendo. I played that game. Like, you know, that's what we're feeling. Where someone else is like, oh, yeah, a weird-ass old fighting game or something. Like, it won't necessarily resonate with them the same way. But then they'll be like, oh, X-Files or something. Like, who knows what part of the thing will make sense to them, but some of it might, Right. There's like Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh yeah. Isn't it weird? What that um, the wife, what's her name, Janice? Yeah. Jan's friend in notes is basically saying, "Yeah, fuck around on your husband." <laughs> well, just like, well, if, you know, Terry's being boring right now. You might as well, maybe. Like, what a total cunt. Rick. Yeah, a little bit. But I mean, the way I read that story is like that didn't work out. You know, it's like she wanted an affair, but it didn't pan out because he actually was taking his relationship seriously and did get married right sure so it's kind of was like oh okay well i'm gonna stop entertaining these fantasies and actually like work on my marriage my now. problems here and also you know i could see like his mood probably changed dramatically when his publishing deal went the other way so sure. maybe he became a more fun guy to be around but whatever like again like that so much of the story exists in your imagination kind of is cool i like that I think that's the most important thing it does. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the playground video games have an interesting place in. Like the imagination of the player is an active component. Sure. So the more you can kind of tease that without mm. actually just hitting it on the head, that's that's the sweet zone. So I don't know. This game definitely lands there a few times, and that's awesome. But I guess like yeah, specific like personally speaking, yeah, parts of it did not pop for me the same way i assume they must have for other people but at the same time yeah you're right like are people giving this game tens out of tens and 9.5s and whatever because on paper this subject matter is really cool or is it like it actually worked with them you know sure but that's kind of the weird problem with video game criticism is because so much of it is dependent on Mm -hmm. analyzing it as product not as what was your personal experience with it so it's like man this is technically a very well done story with pretty good graphics and stuff and it didn't crash on me or anything 9.5 and you're just like okay did you actually like the story it has about- some rooms that chug too it's kind of weird like some I of mean, the rooms are totally fine but some of the other rooms are just like well they obviously put a lot more like sprites or some shit in this one i didn't i don't think we actually had that happen but uh britney's pc is pretty crazy um not to like do like all power struggle I, I don't know but i there was a few clipping issues like i would drop something it would just disappear oh i never had that that's weird <laughs> like you know you just like throw something down and it's just like oh 
man, all right, that's in the sewing machine now. I guess I can't. Oh, weird. Yeah. So there, there are a few technical hiccups here and there, but uh, I, I guess this kind of brings me, like, just specifically thinking back to that note I was reading or whatever. I did find it maybe a little weird that some of the notes you can just pick up and look at, like a texture. Yeah. And some of them have just, like, a game interface that yeah. you click through, you know? Like, I liked the times where I was, like, actually holding a postcard and kind of tilting it into the light to read it. Sure. And then they only do that some of the time. I didn't like that some of the notes were almost impossible to read because I was playing on a TV and not a few, like, like a foot away from my monitor. Yeah, so, like, how high-res those textures are and stuff, it's just like, I don't know what this says. Yeah. But, um, mainly the, what's his name, Oscar's handwriting. Oscar's handwriting's terrible. So bad. Yeah, but that almost makes it great, because you're just kind of, like, having to suss out this shitty... But it makes sense, too, because he was a pharmacist, right? Have you ever seen their writing? It's terrible. (laughs) Yeah, so maybe that's, like, on, like, you know, an observational joke right there, too. But, like, yeah, I love that it has custom handwriting and all this kind of personal details. Like, that's great stuff. Like, that stuff, like, a game you know, like me as modder or something could take notes from because they're, they're like, they do, they make a lot of mistakes in that department. Like you have handwritten journals in that game too, except it's kind of like a font. Like it's just a type font, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, it's conveying the written information to you, but it doesn't look like someone wrote it in a journal on an Island, you know, like it doesn't look right. Sure. But you know, that's, like so, that is totally like a level of thought and care. I would love to see more developers take seriously in their storytelling. So again, like there's so many pro column things for this game for me that I am like still pretty pretty darn excited about it. But I I, I can definitely appreciate kind of some of the less glowing stuff you're 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 bringing up here. Like yeah, the the length of it, the kind of one shot nature of the experience. Have yeah. you noticed? that Sam and Katie's dad, Terrence or whatever, Mm -hmm. their porn is made by the same magazine brand. Yeah. So good. Yeah. (laughs) And like, she kind of has the same reaction to both of them. She says gosh or whatever for both of them. It's like, oh, gosh, dad. Oh, gosh, sis. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Like, so I don't know. Again, pro column. I think it's bigger, but yeah, I've, it's still kind of treading this weird, this weird line. Like it's kind of, you know, what would have made it better. What? If Sam was black, Mm. because then we could get that talk into here too. Yeah. And is lesbian black, every minority. Like, why isn't it a, why isn't it bring race, racial politics into it too? Huh? I know exactly. What do you have against blacks? Got scared off. Mm, Deal with, You deal with the gays, but not the blacks? Come on. Mm-hmm. Why does no. everything sound bad when you say the, and then whatever they're referred to in kind of <laughs> slang? Well, because you're generalizing. Like, you're very clearly <laughs> putting people into a lump category. Like, all oh, sure. the gays, the Jews. The, <laughs> the Jews. You know? Like, it just, it sounds wrong, because you're not supposed to compartmentalize stuff like that. Like, let's put people in a category, and then that'll be that. Yeah. So the gamers, those Ugh. gamers. You Ugh. know that I hate that term, right? I know. Gamer. So see, it sounds bad, right? No, like I, I just hate it in refer when it refers to anybody, not just me. Yeah. No, I know. I'm just that's why I'm it's broke. so gross. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. almost like a marketing term. Hey, it's I like, know. well, this will this will go this'll good with the black gamer demographic. Yeah. yeah. These extreme the demographic loves Big Bang Theory. We got these, data. These extreme like cornbread brand chips will mm-hmm. be great with the blacks. <laughs> yeah, no, that th- companies somewhere have to be making decisions that bluntly, but they don't express it that way. You're just like, wait well, no, a minute, because that's why the- they hire PR. They hire PR to talk about stuff in a right way. Yeah, for sure. Or just kind of like you know, don't pay too much attention to the shipping patterns here it's just like wait why do so many more of these go over here it's like well our new cereal brand hanukkah o's will be great with the jews (laughs) (laughs) hanukkah o's why are they o's they should be (laughs) candelabra or whatever anyway candelabra o's (laughs) yeah candelabra o's 
Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that sounds probably- like Jewish bros now. <laughs> anyway, is that is that kind of all we got on Gone Home? I think that's it. Do you think it's worth $20? I mean, if people are listening to this, they obviously played it, probably. I hope. Right. I mean, as a launch site like price or whatever, it was 18 and I sure. paid that. Yeah, I feel yeah. okay with 18 I definitely didn't walk away feeling like... like No, I, I will say I walked away feeling really, really positive about the experience. So I, I would say yes, but that's for me personally and because of the nature of like what I want from this kind of stuff like it's just like i want no cutscenes. i want the story to kind of let me figure it out like because it kind of played those notes pretty well like that really appealed to me if you know if you've kind of done a bit of like preliminary homework and you kind of know that it's like a first person adventure game and that sounds totally boring to you yeah don't no don't don't do that don't you know like you will not have a good time like if you're if you won't if you don't have the patience for this kind of thing and like you won't dig into the house because you don't want to then you're going to miss the point entirely. So, yeah. Yeah, either wait until it's 5 bucks or something or just don't even bother. It'll it'll probably be 5 bucks pretty quick, I think. Like, like on the next big they, sale. Like that's kind of the weird thing. It's like eventually everything is, right? <laughs> so I guess, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of sad. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's it. Yeah, so thanks for joining us uh for our ended up being quite a long discussion about it, but uh hope you know, for you folks out there who played it, like share your thoughts and whatever. Discourse, man. Talk about it. That's all you got to do. Yeah. And which direction should games and narratives go in? Is this is this what you want? Let us know. T- talk to us at uh, you know Nathan at pixel response dot com. Boom. Boom. All, yeah. Paul as well. Sure. Awesome. Or hit us up on Twitter. All that stuff. Um. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.